Okay, hey, episode number 42 of Horns Up. And this time, first time ever, we are doing Horns Up out of a pizzeria. That too in Lower Perel. Because there's no Starbucks nearby. We are here today because we are actually just minutes away from a gig at the Levi's Lounge that features uh, a band called Hubris. And there's a full stop in there. Don't forget that. Yeah, there's a full stop in the name. So, guys from Hubris, can you first introduce yourselves? Hey, this is Jonathan, guitar player, producer, and uh, sometimes bass player when we do pre-production as well. <laughs> and hey, it's Nathan. Uh, I'm the drummer and producing as well. <laughs> All right, so Jonathan and Nathan. So you're essentially Nathan, but with a Joe. Exactly. Yeah, true. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Peter actually kind of sounded off the very first question that we have. What, what's the full stop after Hubris for? It's um, at first it started with uh, just for the aesthetic of it. Okay. And then and also because when we first started, we realized that there was another band called Hubris. <laughs> so we needed we needed some, something extra special to to stand out. Uh, the reason I'm laughing is in our last episode, we int- we spoke to a band called Devoid. And there are like 11 D-voids. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so oh, so yeah. I think this is one of the things most bands don't do. Yeah. Google their name before finalizing their name. Actually, if you want to be really correct, Hubris is with a lowercase h and a full stop at the end. But uh, Hubris with, with a Does it help you on Google <laughs> SEO? And absolutely not. But it's, it's uh, <laughs> just to keep it, keep it like, uh, you know, very, very uh, clear. <laughs> It actually took me time to understand why Joe decided to put like a small age and a dot at the end. Okay. So I always complain because I, I write the biography and stuff. And he's like, Nathan, don't forget to put the dot and <laughs> <laughs> the small age. <laughs> so is it only to set you guys apart from other hubris or is there something deeper to this? It's just because we love the amb- ambiguity of the term. It's uh, it's it's negative in a way, but it's also very positive if you if you think of the Greek mytho- mythology. Okay. So, and the fact that you start a, a name and a full stop like with a lowercase in the end, just a word with a full stop. We we just like how it how it looks, and the, you know, like uh, if you think about it, there's a there's a lowercase and a full stop at the end. It's kind of ambiguous in a way. Okay. So it just it just kind of uh, you know uh, propagates this this. Ambiguity further, I guess. Was this the band name you always wanted? Uh, when we first started, we had a different name. I don't remember what it was, but <laughs> it was it was definitely shit. Otherwise, we would have kept it. <laughs> and then, and at that time, I was studying Greek Greek mythology at university, and, and I was like, ah, I love that n- that name, that sound, hubris. It's really cool because it actually is an, an English word as well, and it's spelled in two different ways, either with a Y or a U. I was like, gosh, I love the meaning. I love what they do with it in the in the mythology. And I asked Nathan, why not use it as a as the band's name? And then quick uh, Google search. Oh shit, there's already someone named <laughs> like this. <laughs> so there we go. That's how it started. <laughs> Since you talked about like naming the band, uh, when I was doing research and looking up your band, you guys are kind of n- relatively new in the post rock scene. True. Because if true. you think about it, like four or five years ago, we had bands like. Uh, explosions in the sky and stuff like that player so tell me what is like starting out what did you start off wanting to be a post-rock band how did it become a post-rock band yeah so originally nathan and i so we've been playing together for 15 years almost as 
every like ever since we know each other, we've always played together. And it first started with a metal band, and then uh, we set apart from different from other metal bands because we had post rock elements in in it. So what kind of metal? It was like metalcore, like some really shit, like uh, metalcore. It wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like just yeah, kind of deathcore music. No. What kind of bands would you cover? Uh, we didn't cover bands. We no, as in okay, like your very first jam, you're saying you didn't uh, play. Everyone didn't yeah, come together um, and play Metallica. Aven Avenged Sevenfold, I think. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, the first, the first band we covered. So I, think. I think this is one of our first bands that have like not talked about Metallica or, or Iron, Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah, no, no, Avenged Sevenfold was the first. <laughs> Bat Bat Country actually was the, the title. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a, a metal band, and we we had some post rock elements in it. Um, heavily influenced by the con the contortionist, but back then the first album, oh yeah. Exoplanet, and then uh, or actually we we did our own thing and then discovered the band and were like, oh shit, this is this is way better than what we do. This is what we want to and do, kind and of. This is back when they had the deathcore issue. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and so like that, we right? literally were very similar because we had the kind of the exact same mindset. We wanted deathcore and post rock in the same in the same music, and then. Yeah, uh, years went by and we we're like, I don't know, I, th I think I like post-rock a bit better. But we didn't know anything about post-rock really, we just we just liked the... We actually didn't know post-rock exist. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, uh, we, we had like pretty heavy parts and we just wanted to have like quite more quiet parts and just yeah, inserted this into music. And then people told us, oh, it sounds like post-rock and then... We just like discovered this new this genre. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how bummed out were you guys when you when you eventually discovered or were told that you guys are post rock, and then you listened to like I don't know, tens or twenties bands and figured out, oh my god, this was our sound. Yeah, actually, actually, there's there's never been a part in my life where where I got so much into post rock that I only listened to this. So, when when I first discovered about post rock as a genre. I I bumped into This Will Destroy You and this was a, a oh big yeah. revelation. I was like, oh fuck, this is this is right. otherworldly. And, and they're then a killer band. Like yeah, yeah, oh, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. I, I saw them live when, uh, when I discovered them and all that. But but after that, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And, and I kept listening to other things, metal, jazz, whatever. And I, I never really put myself into, uh, into post-rock, like delved into post-rock and nothing else. So yeah. Over the years, I started listening to other bands and start discovering that the post-rock scene is actually quite big and there's different genres or sub-genres into post-rock. But I've never, yeah, it wasn't a wave of bands that I've discovered all at once that, that overwhelmed me or, or anything. Just rather one or two bands that I really got uh, stuck into and then, and then you know, kept listening to, your, to the other stuff I listened to. And one other thing that stuck out for me was you're an instrumental band. So did you guys, like have a vocalist in the start and then kind of said this is not working out or did you no, guys just always figure that our music is better without the vocalist how did that go about true i mean the the metal band we had the, there was a vocalist so yeah that there was a point where we were like okay so we want to play post rock and uh, we don't need a vocalist but there is a vocalist in the band so what are we going to do about <laughs> him but yeah eventually it was just uh, it was kind of natural with it didn't. It didn't need vocals, so we just we just didn't didn't have them. Let's trace back to the very origins of Hubris and when you guys started playing music. We now we learned that, okay, you guys were metal and from metalcore or whatever. You guys switched mm -hmm. to post rock. When you initially start writing music together, 
what was the kind of sound that you were looking for or did you ha- what what was the vision that you were trying to create so really what we did at least for the first album is just jam and and we would play what we thought sounded good and what uh what made us feel at ease made off made us feel happy or anything we didn't really think think oh this has to fit in a genre or oh, this has this has to sound this way or that we just uh, played what we liked and uh yeah that's why the the first al- first album sounds more traditional in a way because mm-hmm. because it, it's a jam the whole thing is a jam and then the second second album we started to to really set ourselves in the studio and 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 ask ourselves some questions oh what does this part need to sound bigger or to sound more um, melancholic or whatever we wanted to okay to so then out. at this moment for people who've never heard hubris what would or how would you define what hubris sounds like today yeah and uh, this knowing moment. that we're gonna release an album next year <laughs> and then all that and that we've composed it already and yeah it's, um, so what is the hubris sound it's um um i guess it's a bit of, of everything it's rock there's ambient parts there's hip-hop parts there's jazz parts there's uh but it's not too heavily influenced by anything so you can you can uh, get some hints of every genre that i've cited but you probably wouldn't um figure it out like you wouldn't say oh this is jazz because it's just influenced by jazz so i'd say it just it's just rock <laughs> rock with some influences ambient rock is this um something that y- is a reflection of what you listen to in your everyday yeah, yeah, music? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we basically listen to everything but post-rock, which is weird because then, <laughs> because then we still have to be part of the scene in a way because that's, that's the, the, the audience that we can target. Uh, right. Like unknowingly, we target no audience whatsoever, but the music that we produce is what that appeals the most to post-rock listeners. So at the end of the day, we listen to anything but post-rock. So... <laughs> So I know I'm asking you this question since you're coming off tour and stuff like that and touring when you're listening to a lot of post-rock, but if we had to just like ask you to quickly open your phone and tell us the last five albums or last yeah. five singles you've been listening to, I'd like that'd be an interesting experiment. I'd, it'd be way more interesting if I changed the music I have on my phone sometimes because I don't. I don't, but... <laughs> so, so what did I listen to last? Actually, I listened to Hubris last because I wanted to to listen to the m- new mixes. So that's <laughs> not a good example. But <laughs> but before that, I listened to um, Dafer Youssef, a Tunisian uh, oud, oud player. Really okay. good. Really, It's also ambient in a way. He's got like a very powerful voice. And uh, Esbjorn Svensson, uh, it's a Swedish pl- uh, piano player. Very Also very post-rocky in a way. It's jazz, but... Uh, there's some post-rock elements in there. And George Benson. <laughs> <laughs> and what Give about me Nathan? the night. <laughs> and I've got The Contortionist. So and the, the album called Language. Uh, and then I've got uh, Alpha Mist. So it's a jazz play, uh, keyboard player from London, I think. He's really good. And then John Hopkins. Okay. So it's like really pure electro- electro- electronic music. And then it's John Hopkins again, <laughs> <laughs> two albums, and then Architect. It's more like a all right, de- not deathcore, but like yeah, metalcore band. Yeah, yeah. metalcore-ish. Yeah. So okay, so given that you guys don't listen to a lot of post-rock, uh, does the term or the genre post-rock uh, bother you in any manner, no. or are you guys just okay to be 
somehow associated with the genre actually, actually would you rather be called i don't know hubris rock <laughs> <laughs> hubris rock actually it would be too long to like define our music because it wouldn't work on spotify to be listed as uh, jazz rock electronic pop uh, it's too long so yeah i think post rock describe our music like in the best way yeah. even if it's not exactly <laughs> post rock <laughs> okay this is weird because um having spoken to a lot of bands uh not just bands as fans of music in general there's a weird negative connotation associated with the term post anything like when you use post as a prefix everybody or not everybody a large a large part of music fans generally look down on it because what they end up associating the genre with is essentially shoegazing bedroom music that somehow <laughs> you're replicating yeah endless amounts of delay which then you're playing with um i mean you're not fully playing it live when you're actually playing it live too it's essentially being either synthesized or played over click tracks etc um i don't know what's your reaction to to that i actually always um i've never understood why people got confused with categories they're just here to make people's life easier if i type gent and mishugas not in the list i would get pissed because to me to me mishugas gent but it doesn't matter if it would if the category would piss them off because the 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 genre yeah, the them, what yeah. They, yeah what they play to me sounds like other gen bands and yeah. i would want to discover yeah. mishugas if i listen to to other gen bands so in a way uh, if we play something that sounds like post rock and someone would want to end up listening to different post rock bands then why why should we get pissed of being called post rock then it might end up like uh, making them discover the band so okay and um do you think this kind of association of post rock or the negative connotation of it is it justified at all i i just like um i don't think it's justified i like having names for categories and post hardcore post rock is just it's just a name who cares how it's done who cares what bands are into the categories it's just an it's just a label i'm and glad you're saying yeah. that because that's the view that we have as well yeah it's all about it's all spotify's fault i say <laughs> <laughs> but you know coming back tell me about you know something like would you ever think you would come down to india play a show like this i mean i'm um, tell me the whole story of how the tour came about cuz i'm very curious to know well this uh yeah this never in my life would i have expected at least this year to to be in india that's that's for sure is this your first time here have first you time first time in india yeah for my whole life yeah yeah for everyone in the life in the band actually the the other two players they oh no that's not true one of the players had never left europe before wow so yeah So we went all the way to Australia and then to India for for these tours so that was that was kind of a first for them. What's it like coming from Australia and coming into India landing out of the airport? What was your first reaction? Were uh, you prepared for it? The no, slot I, I actually on your senses. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of pissed them off for 2 months before we started the tour because every day I'd be like telling them guys we're going we're going to Australia and India to play some shows and every t- every day I'd say just this just as a reminder like how to be grateful that that life just brought this upon us and every, every day they'd be like oh just shut up like <laughs> it's not happened yet so <laughs> <laughs> but but did uh, yadavir and ronnie kind of prep you up what was the kind of initiation they had for you guys before you all showed up uh, none, none in, yeah none they just <laughs> said oh come to india we'll we'll 
put some shows for you guys and uh, <laughs> it's going to be cool and and it is cool like the, the result is there so <laughs> but t- tell me how did the whole thing about i'm pretty sure it started off with an email but what was your reaction to that yeah it, it started with uh, ronnie just uh, coming to us and and telling us ah oh, that'd be that'd be just incredible if you guys could make it to india one day and then i think as it started as a joke and then we just said yeah why not do it actually why not be completely serious about it and just pull this through and uh, it happened <laughs> i don't know how but it, it did so has australia and india so far lived up to your expectations oh yeah for sure yeah they exceeded them like uh, by far what were your expectations i really think uh people in europe think like india has no like proper stage or proper pa or proper venues but it's wrong because we played yesterday in new delhi and the, the venue was like amazing super great pa good sound guy so we were like amazed how good india is for music <laughs> i hope you guys didn't have to wear pollution masks <laughs> we, <laughs> we actually did yeah that was a lot of pollution but <laughs> but, but i did see one of your posts on facebook where you talked about uh, the ocean right and how they put out and i was at the show animesh missed it but i saw the documentary uh, they put out recently of their entire shows and it was such a throwback for me because it had been so many months but did you guys uh, what did you all think while watching that well the, it's um the the second part where they uh, there was all this festival bullshit and all that going on i was like oh i hope this doesn't ha- this yeah, will not happen tr- to us but crazy. uh but definitely um, i don't know it, it's it seemed like it was it w- they had a great time except for this for, for this thing and they still pulled a um a, a gig in a bar or something yeah, which, yeah, which yeah, turned yeah. out that to was be amazing time, yeah. and all that so yeah after all um, they they took it took it on the bright side i guess so but we didn't have many expectations actually we just we just uh we kind of shot ourselves to expect expectations just to you know let everything come to us and 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 immerse ourselves is like that because of any previous bad experience No 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 especially just uh, because we we don't like to set expectations and then be be disappointed but if you don't have I any se- if you if you don't have any expectations then experience. then you you're happy <laughs> you got be sad perhaps right. perhaps it's from experience yeah true okay all right uh, let's shift gears and talk talk actual music now you guys have a new record coming out which will be your third and that'll be out in march next year yeah exactly right all music has been done i'm guessing everything's been recorded really finished, set yeah 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 so what's what can people expect is it going to be significantly different from the second record uh, it's different in a way but it's very similar in another way so it's okay. not so before we get there um can we play a song from the second record which will help people just kind of identify who who this is of course of course yeah, yeah. which song should it be and why and why pick that song maybe doom mounts because to me it's like uh way different than the new one so maybe yeah doom mounts is a good song to play <laughs> all right cool so here it is here's doom mounts yeah this is from hubris's second record
the third album what's it called again i forget metempsychosis sorry metempsychosis but we said it metempsychosis metempsychosis okay <laughs> 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 i'm not <getting> <laughs> okay cool um we'll, we'll we'll dissect that name a little yeah, bit later yeah, yeah. how is it going to be different from what we just heard so um it's going to be different in that there's more hip hop influence in this album and uh there's more jazz influence as well but uh, and also we tried in the last album we tried not to have too many parts where where there was where there were no arrangements at all and in this album there are a few parts where there's only like two guitars and nothing else so yeah we we tried not to set any limits we just played what we thought was right for the part were there any internal challenges or challenges that the band set for itself so uh, like the main difference is uh the second album we were five guys making this album like like Joe uh, composing the guitar uh Coco uh he's like uh the guitar player that yeah ori- original guitar player so yeah it's five guys making the album but this time it's only Joe and me making the entire album in like four four months yeah we started in april composing the album like the first he had like many riffs but like uh, i heard the first riffs in april okay so it basically it's really different because it's only two two brains two minds composing the music is it an easier process uh, i mean is it true yeah, that more in a way more yeah. cooks spoil the broth yeah, it's more, it's more work but in a, in a way it's easier because when something when you don't like something you just tell your friend and then he says yeah no and then problem solved when it's it, when it's five guys it's it's more complicated because you have like you do a meeting and a seating and it goes crazy <laughs> so, so it's like no better than work right a day job <laughs> where you have to sit and discuss everything yeah but do you think this was a better process just because you all have been in bands for 15 years and you'll know each other that yeah, well yeah yeah cuz it's it's funny but when joe plays a, a guitar riff i d- basically i have directly an idea on the drums and then he drums on my idea and then we like go like, like this uh, up to the end of the song there's no like struggle it's all fun <laughs> yeah. are you guys testing out new material on these shows Sorry, what was that? Are you guys testing out songs from that album on these shows? Uh we're testing one at the moment and uh and sometimes <laughs> two. <laughs> it depends, it depends. But yeah, we've been testing one for quite a few months already. We we started playing a new song um in in September already. Okay. So we What's had it called? Just so that everybody else who listens to this is don't know. It's called Adonis. Adonis. Yeah. Okay. And uh it's um it's the the most um ambient song of the of the album the new album but it's also the saddest one and um and the end of the song is very, very happy so it, it's a real contrast uh, in the middle of the album so we like it because because it, the very first part of the album is kind of sad and then it got it sort of shifts in the middle and then gets brighter and brighter towards the end and this song is right in the middle so it sounds both happy and sad at the same time is the audience reacting as per your expectations when you guys play the madonnas uh actually m- way way better than expectations because <laughs> every time we we had kind of this uh this uh, record in our heads that uh, every time we finish the the penultimate riff people will start applauding and it's not the end of the song 
And so far, it's never happened that nobody applauded at this part. <laughs> and it's not the end of the song. So we like, we're trying to push as far as possible whenever, whenever people are going to understand, oh, this is not the, on the, the end of the song and they're not going to applaud. It's, which is probably never going to happen because it's, it sounds like a, an ending. <laughs> right. Uh, what, I mean, where you're halfway through, I mean, sorry, two dates into the show, right? Yeah. Into your tour. How is Delhi and what are you expecting from the next few shows? Delhi was, was wild. <laughs> <laughs> we were um, really, really close or very close proximity with the, with the audience. And um, usually we like to get very wild on stage. So we kind of were limited because we didn't want to hurt anyone with our guitars or, or anything. But it was, it was good to see people headbanging as wildly as we did and breaking their necks and getting into the music as, as uh, much as people did yesterday. So yeah, that was, that was heaps of fun. So it's kind of strange, but you guys are probably going to be the heaviest act I've caught at a place like Levi's Lounge. Yeah, weird, right? Because we caught Devin Townsend here and he played an acoustic gig. So he oh, really doesn't awesome. count. Oh, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so coming back, you guys are going to... Now I'm actually looking forward to your show because you said you're not going to just be playing there, standing in one place, which is, I think, unfortunately, the stereotype of most post-rock or post Yeah, sometimes they sit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've been to those shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it does um actually like this will destroy you. I think one of the guitar player they he always sits for for his gigs and I think it does add something to to their shows though. It, it it sets you in a more calm mood than than what what the music sets out, but it's contrasting and I like it. But then um I've been to thousands of jazz shows and a lot of people play sitting down yeah. as well, so I guess it really depends on 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 yeah, on the mood, I guess. Right. So thanks a lot, guys. For It's been awesome. a pleasure talking to you all. Thank you. <laughs> thanks so much. So while Hubris is busy finishing their pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So till the next time, Peter, you're at Trend Crusher. I'm at Asma Annie. You can reach out to us at Honsa Pod. We're also online now, just announced. This is fresh announcing on episode number 42, uh, com. It's live. It may be buggy. Why don't, you why don't you log on and tell us how buggy it is? And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear how buggy it is. Uh, and Hubris, if people want to reach out to you to, I don't know, maybe request for more songs that, you can, that they can hear from the next album, how do they reach out to you? Um, easiest would be by email booking at hubrisband.com and uh, yeah that's the easiest he's using this podcast all business I think. all <laughs> business <laughs> get them booked exactly you guys <laughs> already have a very busy first quarter of 2020 are you guys like already yeah we're planning on on a few tours next year so we're trying to to manage touring and managing other tours or uh -huh. next tour so yeah that's quite complicated <laughs> okay Awesome. So till the next time, horns up. Next time. Thank you so much.